Another episode of the Building Walls Podcast. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, sir. Good evening. So, Mr. Dayton, we got you over there, live and on the air, as always. In the flesh, ready to rock and roll, crush another week. Can't wait. Going to be awesome. Then we got an awesome special guest for tonight, Mr. Nick Goyette. He's uh, had some political dealings over there in the state of Michigan. Getting all oh yeah, this is high gonna be a good one, my man. <laughs> Hopefully, know some one. of those deep dark secrets that we've always been we're, wondering. Our, we're going to the dark web. We're going to uncover in this episode. We're going to solve the world's problems right now. <laughs> so Let's go. I just want to share. I think something kind of interesting that me and Nick, me and you, have always been loosely connected. Um, you know, more connected in other at other parts of life than most. But uh, as I remember, so beyond wireless, we have a very small connection there, right? And yeah, Dayton loves beyond. Come on. But I remember talking around then a little more and because that had to be what, eight or nine years ago. And my, yeah. And my thought of you was, you know, I, I usually lean pretty conservative but uh, you were more moderate libertarian point point of view, right? If I remember correctly, um, I I wouldn't describe myself as moderate too often. But, <laughs> no. <laughs> but I, I, I I feel like I am or I am a liberty minded individual. So that part, yeah, yeah, and. Uh, I just remember as, uh, you know, Trump kind of started to make some waves there. And I feel like that's kind of where we had a a pretty good connection as we both uh, were riding the Trump, the Trump, Trump train for a few years there. And now for you getting involved in some of the politics that you do, um, I'm sure you can see how having some of those views or things like that have probably taken hold and um, triggered people. In certain ways, <laughs> um, so I'm excited to get into that a little bit. But uh, before we get too too far there, I wanted to pick your guys's brains about. It's an article I saw the other day, and it's funny that I was came across it. I read it, was getting into it, and then I'm listening to, to Patriot Radio, and I mean, David Webb talked about this for about an hour hour straight. Uh, What's your guys' take on there's California, there's New York, and I think Massachusetts have already come on board and a few other states where uh, they're starting to track credit card sales. There's a different code now. When you go to a gun store or they're starting to track, track ammo sales, when you go to a gun store or something and you purchase ammo, even you swipe your credit card, you know, it's no longer a 8,001 trend transaction or whatever the number is it's now eight thousand two. that way credit card com- companies when they report these things they know when and where and how much ammo that you purchased at any given time and do you see that is is this something you think is going to spread across the country more or what are your thoughts about this absolutely i mean we talk more and more about I- in my opinion, we don't talk enough about our lack of privacy, but since September 11th, we've, uh, it's gotten worse and worse. They come up with brand new ways. There's brand new apps doing all of these other things that we're, I mean, we all know what's happening. We all know there's no privacy. Yet. This is just another form of it. Yeah, it's, this is just another iteration of the same going to continue yeah i think no doubt it's going to continue you know like for sure they're, they're going to keep doing it and they're always going to keep doing it and they can justify it however they want i guess at what point do we decide we don't want this anymore because there's definitely a balance like for me personally and i think i've talked about this before but having an app that wants to track me uh so i can decide if if it wants to like I don't know if I'm near a Jimmy John's or something and wants to give me a coupon. Uh, I'm okay with that. 
because I'm getting benefit from that or it's custom tailored <laughs> to like what I like. And I get that they can use data that way. I guess my question is, what the hell are they going to use the data for? You want to know how much ammo I have? I don't even care. The side we would be fighting doesn't even know what fucking bathroom to use. So who cares? <laughs> Jeez. There goes like, the F. The one F bomb for the night, you know. Yeah, that was uh, now we're rated PG thirteen. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm with it. It's just no. Wrong? It's just crazy <laughs> that I mean, if if there's gonna be a point where you're coming to take my guns and you want to know how much ammo that I have, at what point does that matter when you're coming to take my guns? Because you're not gonna take them. Yeah, you're not taking them. <laughs> uh, you might. I mean, what are they planning a siege? They're gonna like hold out. They're gonna wait till you fire off your three hundred and seventy-two rounds that you bought at Walmart last week. You know, who cares? And does Walmart even sell ammo anymore? I don't know well, if they, they do. I don't know. Target, I don't yeah, I, I know they don't sell guns. Just like Dick stopped selling guns, but I don't know if they sell ammo or not. I think it's kind of uh, crazy too. You can't guns. buy any of that stuff on on um what's it called amazon i don't have any of that you can buy scopes and stuff you but you can't buy ammo guns nothing like that <laughs> yeah a gun from amazon that'd be great uh amazon prime i need a gun tomorrow that'd be great <laughs> delivered by drone yeah, yeah. You know, i had just switched to verizon i had sprint for a while and i noticed that if i i was going to buy bench made they're just awesome knives you know going to shop for them and a few other different, you know, I guess they'd be considered weapons there. Um, but it would block me. I'm, I'm an adult. I have no, like, settings that I know of that through my carrier or anything I've done that would stop me from checking out Benchmade knives or checking out 9mm pistols or any of that. Really? But it, it would block me out of nowhere. Yeah. That's wild. Benchmade knives. That was the most ridiculous, but it would do it for all kinds of things that are, to me, every day, you know, not a big deal. I don't understand why they'd be blocked in general, maybe a middle school kid, but I don't, I, it was happening to me. Wow. Yeah. The lack of privacy there, right? You can't even, I mean, that's why I get a lot of it. Uh, I know a guy that owns a firearm store here in in town and him and one of the other guys that works there were talking about how like hey everything in cash cash now zelle or venmo whatever even though they're starting to track all that too so it's like how far can you go but i mean of course when you send somebody a zelle payment or a venmo payment you know it's not directly related you can send it to personal or whatever like like that but it's just crazy i wonder how far they're they're going to go just to see these things to to more suppress uh, the average American. That way they can garner more and more. But uh, I really want to get into some of the stuff that you've been dealing with, Nick. Uh, pretty interesting. I think it's uh, it's something that a lot of people don't see your your side of it, I would say. Right. Um, you started to get involved in some local politics around there in Michigan. And uh, I find it fascinating when people like you who are on like the boots on on the ground, you're the ones doing it. You're you're the ones dealing with uh, some of the wild libbies out there and or whoever that's in politics and all the all the extreme measures that 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 they try to do. Um, so. Wasn't it, what was that that you had going on with the Davison School School Board recently? Because you were formerly a member, right? Yeah, recently I was, uh, I, I guess a vacancy was created. Is, uh, <laughs> by, um, you know, I wasn't kicked off, I thought originally. That, I was informed by the news that, you know, I was off the board or that some, something like that happened. And I was like, okay, well... I don't know about this yet. Like, couldn't uh, couldn't really answer all their questions. Tried to, but uh, you know, it was it was new to me. Um, and I uh, looked into it. The Michigan law. I I had just gotten married, and my wife and I bought a home. 
Um, it's two miles outside of the school district that I was uh, on the board of. And I had I didn't really think about it much. I mean, uh, maybe I was supposed to step down like 30 days after starting to move in or when I got fully moved in or before I even moved or when I said, I don't even know. It just didn't really occur to me because I signed up to serve my community and I wasn't going to just abdicate that duty. So, but that didn't matter because the board president, uh, Karen Conover's her name, um, you know, recently we've been digging into some possible uh, financial impropriety with a $70 million bond and conflicts of interest and just all kinds of uh, heavy handed nonsense that doesn't add up to people that um, have common sense. And, uh, you know, I, I just got kicked off the board. Why, well, you know, legitimately had moved and bought a house out of, outside of the district and that's understandable. I assumed that I would like at some point I would resign, but um, they had a I, I the school district at the direction of the board president decided that the school district was going to pay for PIs and a team of attorneys and whatever else it took to get me kicked off the board. They knew so the conservative. Um, group on that board it's uh there are three of us you need four for a majority and i i do some political consulting and uh i know what i'm doing and they knew that we were gonna not be be three anymore that we were gonna be four we we're gonna have the majority of the board and this president was gonna be she's been the board president or on the board for 40 years come on and man. that just you couldn't she couldn't do it. She uh, anything, whether even if it's the district paying for attorneys and PIs and all this nonsense, uh, they wanted me gone. So that's that's what they did, and I I gave them the opportunity. I didn't didn't want to, but that's what happened. Yeah, that's wild. So is that? I mean, is that something where do they have to have like what is the point of hiring a PI and a team of attorneys just to? ask you about the fact that so because you moved out of the district is that something where you always have to live within the district or is that only something where during election time you have to live in the dis district so the the law in this in the particular case of the school board um the way it's written no in in most all of it it's you have to live there when you are uh filing Okay, you have to keep a registered voting address there. Um, but there, when it comes to the section on the school boards, there it goes further, and you know one of the parts to that, the last part of this statute, is that it's it's very clear, and in, uh, you know if you do if you move outside of the district. A vacancy is created and um, you know I looked at uh, different statutes the way they're written and and I talked to certain attorneys then uh, friends who talked to their friends who are really good attorneys and they said no this is nonsense like she can't do that fight it go to court and I was like you know you know how executive action works I'm gonna be sitting there it's like uh, the slate of delegates from Macomb County that we just saw at the um, convention, they they took over and uh, kicked out a slate of delegates that were duly elected and put in who they wanted, these uh, establishment folks, instead of the America First crew that got in. And uh, they had to go through court proceedings for months and months and months and months and then i don't know how much money was spent and then finally they get the, the decision back down to um you know that shouldn't have happened and then we still had to work as an entire party at the convention to 
change, you know, right the wrong, which took hours and people, thousands of people in the convention hall were just spent because of it. It's uh, so anyway, with how that would apply to my situation, I would, I'd, what, I'm going to be in court, but like not on the board for how many months and how much am I going to have to spend to get my rightful position on the board when in reality I did buy a house outside of the district. So whether or not the the laws can be argued and I can get it back, it's just, I don't have to worry about it now. I signed up, it's a, I guess it's technically not a volunteer position because we get like uh, five, uh, I don't know, we get some money and, uh, but it, it was, I don't have to worry about it now. I feel bad for the district because there's a lot of things that I don't think are right, but. Yeah, that's wild. It's kind of one of those things. What do you, what do you do, right? Do you sit there and write it out and with the same conclusion at the end anyway? That's yeah. another just as likely outcome in my opinion. You're right. And I got the, the thing is for me, I got, I signed up for another position, county commission. So I have, uh, I have another race and that's already bad press. And I guess that looks stupid or uh, negative in a way that I bought a house outside of a district. Maybe that was irresponsible of me, but as uh, a realtor would know, or somebody in real estate, it was pretty <laughs> tough to find a house in this little it just uh yeah 100 percent. i mean has anybody been paying attention to the last couple of, when did you buy the house you said this was recent uh yeah just over a month ago oh my gosh yeah the the market has been insane in michigan yeah and they, it was in probate too well i uh so we went through probate too because the person had passed so oh yeah it took forever and i, I was exhausting and i don't ever want to do it again, but. So what is that, uh, what is that role that you had on the Davidson school, school board? Cause I, I mean, I have no idea what that even really entails. Like what was, uh, what were some of the topics or issues that you would discuss and things like that serving on the school board? So the, the thing is the, uh, so in general the position like one of the biggest duties is hiring and firing the um, superintendent of the schools to run the district um, outside of that to set curriculum and update curriculum and then there's decision making as far as where you know where money should go strategies in certain respects for different um, projects or needs the district has um it really doesn't have to be you can get really down to some serious business on the school board but the way it was in davison because of the president and her majority and nothing <laughs> i i mean we were all out of the uh, the conservatives were out of the loop and in the corner and just pushed out of the room and then any chance she could if like uh anything she could do to uh, you, uh like put some bumpers up around us to keep us fenced off mm. and, and not able to make any changes that she doesn't want or she doesn't think of she would do it so what's a, what's the deal with the uh the whole agenda on like sexualizing kids these days because like I'm 45, and when I grew up, you know, in school in the 80s and into uh, the mid-90s, even when I graduated high school in 1995, um, how it worked back in my day is if somebody showed up and started talking about sexually explicit topics with children, they were locked up and thrown in jail. Uh, so I'm not sure when that transition happened or when that, like all of a sudden became okay to now have conversations with children about uh, these topics, because just, I want to know kind of when did that happen? And are we addressing that? Is anybody like, I think we're, I think there's a lot of parents waking up to that. 
especially what happened in Virginia uh, in the last year with the governor's race and a lot of these people, the parents going to school boards. Uh, but I mean, I know I pay attention. I'm just curious because, you know, I got married a couple of years ago. I stepped into a relationship. I have a 12 year old stepdaughter um, and it's she's at that age. So I, I'm paying attention for sure. But it just seems like normally these people would just go to jail. And yet then I see things on like Instagram and all these, you know, all these other videos of these uh you know, like reading with trans people and, and, and like, I don't care what people's sexual orientation is. I really, I personally don't, it doesn't matter to me, but I do have a problem if you want to like come to a school and start talking to kids about it. Like our AG put a trans. Uh, yeah. What are you, not a transvestite, but she said a drag queen, I think. Yeah. Some, one of the, yeah. put them in, put one in every school to, yeah, no, I, I uh, Oh that happened in Michigan? That's what they said? Our yeah. our attorney general <laughs> oh, yeah. said we need one every school. Yeah, that's healthy. This yeah, like I wanna and I wanna know, like, aren't you the person that should be arresting those people in every school? <laughs> but no, you want to put them in every school. And these are the same people who want to talk about like taking away guns because of gun violence at schools right. and things like that. It's like, come on, like this is so dumb. It's uh, it seems out of hand, but you know, at least in Davis, and there's uh, there's been a lot of news uh, recently. Like there was a predator that was part of Davison, and then a few other schools in the county, and also down in Hamtramck, and uh, he was a coach in Davison for a while. He you know molested boys. Oh wow! And young, young men, I think. It, I don't know. The uh, sheriff caught on to it, and they started an investigation. I think they already locked him up uh, until, you know, some kind of trial or something like that. Um, you know, that that goes on all the time. Uh, hmm. This time, in this case, it's caught, you know. Uh, but as far as the sexualizing in schools, I, uh, like I said earlier, you deal with the um, – what's it called the coursework and for the school district uh and curriculum and i scanned i parsed the the curriculum and and really spent a lot of time finding out where any of this uh <clears throat> where it might go inappropriate at what age are they talking about what things what is the but you know, even at the school board level, unless I'm going like doing a deep dive investigation, spending 40 hours talking to each teacher, find, you know, getting questionnaires, uh, doing school, uh, school wide and then district wide, grade wide surveys, it's really tough to see what it is that they have in, in the plans and the curriculum, which is completely, uh, you know, I don't know about flawless, but it looks great. But to what actually comes out in the classroom, a lot of it, uh, the teachers have creative licenses, as simply as I can put it. And uh, there's there's always ways to that change stuff's gotta get reined in. That's that stuff. Is, we need to like have a better system because it just seems like these days these this side of uh, being able to do questionable things never seems to have any recourse. But if you do anything outside or you challenge them, there seems to be a lot of recourse. Uh, and I'm like, if you say the election was stolen or show up at the Capitol on January 6th, there's some recourse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Of which we've said on this show many numerous times that I'm over the idea that there was an insurrection. Like these people don't even they my biggest problem I have right now in our country is that people just decide to change what the meaning of words is. You know, like I don't like what you're saying anymore. You know what you did? Uh, that wasn't that wasn't a riot. That wasn't a peaceful protest anymore. That was a that was an insurrection. Um, you don't know what an insurrection <laughs> is. You should go back to you should go back to school maybe and and actually learn something other than you know the, the bingo like you're not playing uh your your 
cross-dressing bingo anymore like you probably should just pay attention to what real insurrections look like cross-dressing yeah. bingo whatever it's fantastic I was, uh, so i don't know i think i might even talk to with chad about this in 2016 i there's change you said changing the definitions the big one for me the the democrats have always tried to style themselves as the party of equality but in they they're def they say equality that's what they've you know used to like attract people the word of it uh but what they mean by equality is retribution that's that was 2016 and it's only gotten worse oh yeah from now. Mm. that's 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 spot on that's right spot, there. yeah that is because we've often talked about you know you know equality uh of opportunity or you're talking about equity and you know that's that's what they they all want they don't want equality of opportunity they want equity they want you to pay and retribution is exactly, exactly. what they want they want retribution for harms imagined harms or, imagined oh my god dude that's exactly it. oh my god that is exactly it they're, they're like what planet are you on i i feel like if you look at what disney is doing and, and i think disney gave us the playbook they came out with the whole concept of the multiverse. This is these people are on a different multiverse than us. They're not here in reality. They're not here on Earth. That was. I said sometimes. I said sometimes lost recently. In the past <laughs> three or four months, I've I've sat there lost, thinking, you know, maybe due to a situation or because I hear some things that people think or, you know, want to happen. And I, I just cannot comprehend how they come to that opinion. I just, they, it, they're <laughs> on another line, right. I just can't understand why, why they would like to Because it's common core math. Common Core math messed them up. They don't know how to go from like two plus two is four anymore. They have to do some complicated nonsense to get around to it. Mm. So their brain doesn't function correctly. Mm. <laughs> That's my hot take. That's spot on. Well, All right, we got to move on. We yeah, moving out a, a little bit here. Football so, is on right now. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, so what is it that you're running for now, Nick? County Commission. County Commission. So when you like, is that like the County Commissioner? Or is that just and it, uh, that would, that's the title? Gen there's Genesee okay. County, Genesee County. Yeah, there's nine different districts. Okay, there's nine different districts within the it's county. The it's like an executive board of the county. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, very cool. How's that race? So is the and that's coming up in November, right? Well, the guy yeah. who bought the house from is going to vote for him. Yeah. Jane Cotton is voting for the Democrat. She's not voting for me. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Betty passed a while back. So we know where she's voting. Yeah, that vote will show up at 3 a.m., right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So let's break I, in. I would I should look it up because I can. I know she's still registered to vote too. I'd, I'd be interested to know if she's going to get an absentee ballot. We'll see. <laughs> you can fill it out uh, on her behalf, right? Yeah, I'll do it. I'm a Michigan resident. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it takes. That's, all it takes. that's awesome. All right, I so identify as somebody who lives in Genesee County, so yeah, there you goes. go. I like this. In game. My this world. game's real fun. In fact, I, mean, shoot, I used to live me, there. You're going to call me they, them. There's a lot of me. And uh, how many votes did we need? Because that's how many I'm voting for. Yeah. <laughs> you're in, uh, Chad, you're in Tennessee now, right? Or was no, I'm in uh, South Carolina. South, okay. Yeah. I saw something. Oh, yeah. South um, Carolina. We don't have to worry about some of that stuff as much. But in the Columbia area, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty liberal. But overall, it's heavily, heavily conservative state. Should yeah, look. My should continue lives. to look like that for a while. Nice. Where does he live? Well, actually, I think it's North Carolina. Okay. Now yeah. Fayetteville. Yeah, yeah. 
North Carolina. That's where Fort 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 Bragg is. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty neat seeing some helicopter. There, those things. The Blackhawks, I'm pretty sure, are absolutely massive. I had never seen one up up close. So that was oh, that's wild. cool. That's what she said. <laughs> she, all right, well let's let's get into uh, check out this. This is a nice one that I found the other day. Let's get into some a little more light here. Uh, Matthew, cue up the video for our real men of men of genius. I don't know if you've ever listened to anything we we do, Nick, that we post, but this is something we started to add in just to make a little lighter. And those old the old school bud bud light commercials. Our salute oh, yeah. to the real men Blast. of genius. Yeah, these are awesome. Let's see this. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Dude, I vibe so hard with this thing because I have a couple of little <laughs> girls. I mean, get a, a little golf cart that I can push my kid in and holds my my uh, clubs in it so I can go golfing with my 18-month-old child. How it's fantastic. That <laughs> That's a true. I don't see anything wrong with that. No, not at all. You give her a bottle, she can run around a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, that's, that's legendary. Yeah, hopefully she doesn't get hit <laughs> hit in the head with a some guy yelling for, which is prob- probably Dayton on the other hole. <laughs> I literally had to yell it today once. But you know that was group in front of us. What's that? That wasn't a video of Dayton? No, no. no. I, I just oh, a random wow. video on Instagram I found. A real man of genius clip. Real man of genius. <clears throat> Let's go. All right, All right, Grant. Do it. Do it, Chad. Take us home, buddy. Yeah, so before I get into it, this is usually I just roll for a few minutes on something that I find stupid. Um, but is there anything that's uh, on your mind over there, Nick, that you just want to rant about and get off your chest for three to five <laughs> five minutes? Just let it roll. If there's not, that's that's fine, too. Put them on no. the spot. Yeah, like I know. Shotgun and one on them right now. You could. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. You know, so I, there's, there's plenty of stuff, but uh, I don't have three minutes. <laughs> and it's pretty out there. All right. So I'll share this. This is, I mean, you guys have been talking a lot of, about this stuff. And there's, uh, I saw, uh, I think I was watching a video on Instagram or I don't watch too much Fox news, but I think I might've clicked over to it one night just to see what was on there. And there's a, uh, a, a, a mayoral candidate in Los Angeles. Her name is Karen Bass. She had guns stolen from her home. Mm. This is a democratic mayoral candidate in Los Angeles had guns stolen from her home. Like I say that twice because come on. It's California. It's L.A. I didn't think you wanted guns. She's repeatedly has been on the news. They, they showed clip after clip of her saying how she hates guns. And now she won't make any mention of what kind of firearms they were, uh, how how they got stolen, when they they got stolen. Why? Why weren't they locked up in a safe? I mean, how does someone just walk in, into your house and steal firearms? Hiding behind the law, she wants gone. Yeah, I mean, so if you're going to come into my house and take a firearm, you're either doing one of two things. You're taking it off of my dead body, or you're coming when I'm not home, you're drilling holes through my safe, uh, which everyone down my street has safes and guns in their home, so good luck. Good luck with that, but the... The point is they're properly stored. They're taken care of. You're not just walking into my house and stealing guns. So if I was running around the streets saying how much I hated guns, how I don't want you to have guns because there's such a danger to society. How does someone walk in your house and steal firearms? I mean, this, this lady should be plastered all over the news just because of the, the gross hypocrisy. I mean, there's no... What's that? All the, I mean, yes and no. Like, there's how many of them are in in the same category of just blatant and egregious hypocrisy? How how like how can you fit them all in all the <laughs> these days? How can you do? That? I just you know, 
there's so like drag queen shows in every middle school. Like, yeah, I mean, if all this stuff is so, you know, if they don't want guns, why is are all of these uh, NYC liberals hiring armed guards to protect themselves? If if guns are so bad, right? So you have to hire an armed guard. So you have to hire someone with a gun because you know that you have to hire someone with a gun to protect yourself from someone with a gun. People like Pelosi has walls around her house, but she doesn't want to build a wall across the border of Mexico. So my big question here is why can't we use the same logic to protect kids in schools? If they're going to hire armed guards to protect themselves in New York City, what doesn't don't they always talk about how important kids are? We can, and actually, there are. Uh, I don't remember what districts in Michigan, but I know there are some that are right now, like they have. Um, That's fantastic. And then other other places, yeah, yeah, it's you don't hear about it much. It's, this is like local news type stuff, but people. And it's not in mass. We're not all doing it, even though we should. But uh, it is happening. I'd like, to, I'd like to see a study that rolls out maybe six to eight years from now and shows some of those schools and the amount of just violent crime that happens at those schools, period. Versus the schools without armed guards and how much violent crime happens there. <clears throat> just to see Why? if there's a correlation. What do you need a study for? Let me do it for you. <laughs> that's my you, point man you know what facts don't care about our feelings right so i they don't. I, I at least want to put a little bit of facts to it and say this is you know this is the cause we've collected data you know what i just really wanted to be able to prove that two plus two is four and so what i did was i grabbed you know this item and this item that's one and two and then i grabbed this three and four so you're one and two and one and two and now now i'm at four you see i have four items there two plus two is four great now we're all dumber for having sat through yeah, that like billy madison just like we would be stupid for having to sit there and try to find a report of saying Oh, look, less crime when there's armed guards. What a shocker. Look at my not shocked face. That's true, because you would do that, and the Democrats still wouldn't believe that it works. No, because they don't believe in reality. <laughs> They'd probably say, there's an armed guard here. It's an insurrection of our schools. Anyway, wholesome awesome. story. Cue it up. Yeah, wholesome dude. This is fantastic. I saw this. This is just let's another feel feel good story for you. Wrap up the show. The Lions were record setting underdogs for twenty four straight games. No longer this weekend against the Washington Commanders. The Lions are favored to win the game. Uh, yeah, I heard about this actually today as I was driving back from the golf course and they were talking about it, how they were uh, the, the last time that they were favored was what 2020 and against the Carolina Panthers mm. of which they promptly lost that game 20 to nothing. <laughs> In Detroit Lions fashion. For those of you keeping score at home. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's about as lion esque as it gets. Not right a sports next but my dad said something the other day that really piqued my interest. He said the the Lions have always been a bookie's favorite team. Just the way they do exactly what you just said. Yeah, the Lions don't lose. The Lions lose spectacularly after they've sucked you in and you think there's just no way. Dude, they're winning they Sunday, can... though. They're winning Dude, Sunday. Bet? You want to bet? Ten bucks. So I... Do I get the points? No, straight up. No, because you oh, think you the Lions are going to lose. Money line? What do I look like? DraftKings to you? Get out of here. It's straight up. <laughs> Ten bucks. You bet on DraftKings your own self. 
That's right. I don't because bet you the know Lions. they're going to win. No, you I don't. I don't bet win. the Lions because I've learned not to bet the Lions ever. Dude, do you remember when we went downtown to Buffalo Wild Wings? I want to say four years ago, the Lions were playing the Bucks, and we're like, oh, wow, they have a really good shot. And it was like 40, 42 to six later. <laughs> like, oh my God, they're getting destroyed right now. <laughs> yeah, were we with Marks? We were with Marks yeah. then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, they got yeah, destroyed. But uh, all right, let's get rolling. Chris's Chris's corner here. I I'm excited know, for this. What's up? Has Nick? Did, did you ever watch any of our episodes before you came on here? Are you cold turkey? I watched one, yeah. Okay. Cool. So Good. I'm gonna fire off four four questions here. You you guys just let it rip. Yeah. Well, Nick, we're going to tag team these. Together. I would say Andy. rapid fire, but if when you start rolling for five or 10 minutes, I mean, that's as rap- rapid as it gets. <laughs> All right. Rapid. So the bombshell Durham r- report is, I mean, there's a lot of stuff coming out from the Durham report about Russia collusion and all that stuff, but it's pretty much flying under the radar. I mean, there's stuff coming about about how the the FBI informant, the Russian guy, was the same guy who they got all this inf- information from. And then they continued to keep him as an informant four years later. I mean, is somebody going to get prosecuted from all this, do you think? Or is it just going to continue to fly under the radar and Hillary Clinton's still going to be Hillary Clinton? Don't. None of this stuff is actually going to be prosecuted until the adults get put back in charge. Right now, we have a social experiment going in this world where we've decided to have like government, like JV government. It's not varsity government. We're going with the JV crew right now. Uh, They wanted to take their shot. They want to see how they're going to do. And none of the important things that need to happen for continuity uh, faith in the system, structure, um, none of that's going to happen while the JV crew is in charge. So come November, when we you know upgrade up to varsity and we vote uh, the people with intelligence back into office, and we say, "Hey, thanks, that was a great experiment. We're gonna you know we're gonna print out these history books here. We're gonna put down you know the uh, 2020 to 2022 season in U.S. history." That will be an entire uh, course at the collegiate level, most likely. And, uh, you know, it'll just be called Shit Show. There you go. I take Shit Show 101. (laughs) Nick, you're up. (laughs) uh, My thought is that uh, we don't even know 10% of the truth about that situation, no matter how many reports we read. We're not at that, we're peasants, okay? I don't go in depth about this stuff because there's absolutely no possible way in my station in life I can know the truth about any of it Mm. on top of all the different opinions of what the truth is. It's just not my, I'm not gonna know. Uh, Yeah, it's been going, this stuff, we know there's a two-tier justice system. That's not going to change immediately. I don't think it's really going to change at all. I'd love for it. To, I'd like to be hopeful about it, but it's not going to. It's uh, it hasn't. It's always been there, and it's always going to be there. That's my opinion on it. And I'm not going to ever know the depth, the depravity, the truth of any of it. I mean, until you become county commissioner and state governor and you know, you never know. Well, I can put an end to that real quick. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, on this show today, Nick is going to be sharing with us the dirt he has on yeah. the Clinton family. <laughs> Stay tuned. And uh, wish him well. <laughs> yeah, wish him well. All right, so number two here. This is wild. A rape victim in the state of Iowa has to pay $150,000 in restitution. Why? Because it's Iowa law. For what? Restitution for what? Because she killed the guy. Family the rapist killed, huh? Yep. 
So she stabs this is this Iowa, guy. not California. <laughs> yeah, exactly, so, right? I just want to make sure I'm following <laughs> along here. So I didn't know that hit here in the Midwest. I thought that was a West Coast thing or a left coast thing. Pardon me. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. The, yeah, left coast. I like that. So just making sure I'm following along here. A guy rapes a woman. The woman kills the guy. The guy's family is entitled to $150,000 from the victim of rape. So, yeah, I'm not staring at the article, but I believe the line the judge said is, like, unfortunately, this is just what the law is. Mr. Producers are in something. And the girl is 17 years old. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, what do you guys think about this? Is it, I mean, nonsense? Uh, Clown world. I I would like to know what the side who's for this says in favor of it. Like, I'm just curious. So, she was initially charged with first degree murder. Which is wild because first de- de- degree murder says it's premeditated. Well, yeah, I don't know when she said, I don't know the timeline of events. Did she kill him, you know, in the act or did it happen? She was raped by him and then she went and found him and killed him. So, according to the article, neither the police nor prosecutors dispute that she was trafficked and assaulted. However, prosecutors allege that Brooks was not in any immediate. Or was that the rapist was not an immediate threat because he was asleep when she stabbed him and killed him? So that's where oh, it I gets a, it gets a little sketchy when it comes to that. Yeah, I don't well, subscribe to the whole theory of like, oh, you got to wait until somebody's threatening you. Uh, no, he already raped me. I've been threatened. I. Still in a state of threatening. Right. It's kind of hard to stab him with a knife while you're getting raped, I assume. Right. <laughs> Just saying. Not to be, you know, too grim or anything. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Chad, I think we can all agree on the show that that seems to be one of the more ridiculous things. In fact, when I saw it, I, I must have, I thought I read it wrong. Like, I thought I said a rape victim gets $150,000. Oh, no. Because she it's pays $150,000. Like, that that would make more sense to me as just, you know, just a guy here living in Livonia, Michigan, that, like, if uh, the girl it gets raped and it's proven that she was raped, that that family should have to, you know, be like, oh, yeah, we're going to pay you $150,000. And, and, oh, yeah, and by the way, we understand why you killed Billy, you know? Not that all rapists are named Billy, but, you know, whatever, yeah. Billy, So Bob. The, the more you read this, it says, uh, at 15, she ran away from home to escape her abusive, adoptive mother. She was sleeping in the halls of an apartment building when Christopher Brown took her in and began trafficking her to other men. I just don't get why there's a law that there's, like, not some sense of normalcy here where you can understand that a 15 year old girl and what she had to go through here, that there's not a cause for justice at the end of this tunnel, right? That you're going to, I mean, the judge said he had no other option that it's mandatory to Iowa law for her to pay. But you're a judge. This is the judge. The judgment that was correct. Yep. That's the whole point. You're a judge. It's and your he said he job was presented to determine with no other what should happen. Because he explained that the restitution that he should be is fired. mandatory that's what it, under that's Iowa That's what law. it is. He should be fired. Fire that judge. And he should have to pay $150,000 in restitution along with every other stupid thing he ever passed. He should be paying for it in his family for being that stupid. That's what I think. Yep, Screw she you, was, Iowa. She, she recalls being forced at knife point to go to his apartment for sex. After he raped her, for what would end up being the last time, the article says, she grabbed a knife off wow. of the bedside table and stabbed him. Good for her. Interesting. Just doesn't sound like it should have been the verdict. Yeah, right. Know. All right, so 
cue this next video here. Let's see what's let's see what's going on here. which largely just tried to build a wall, an ineffective wall, uh, along the border and couldn't even finish that in four years, uh, were certainly uh, doing a lot more to secure the border and could be doing even more if Republicans would stop their obstruction. That's it. I'm going to just take one last... Right, cut it there. Cut it there. Could this administration be any more full of crap? She was given the Republicans or the Trump administration crap, saying that they couldn't finish a border wall in four years. And then says they're doing more than the Trump administration to secure the border, which is the most unsecure that it's ever been, and saying that they're being obstructed by Republicans. They're all in charge. They're (laughs) they're mad at themselves. They control everything. They have the Senate. They have the House. They have the president. What the hell are they talking about? The last time that happened, there was... There was a sweeping environmental regulation passed. Every time that happens, they get something done. Not this crew, not the JV crew. <laughs> not the JV crew. <laughs> no. They're mad. They're mad at themselves. I don't understand. They're mad they can't get it done. They want to blame everything. You sound like a 12-year-old. It's everybody else's fault, but mine. But the reality is, Chad, here's what it is. Honestly, God, the reality is they don't want to say that they want to fi- finish the wall because they don't want to finish the wall. They want open borders. That's what they want. Mm. So why would they finish the wall? They're just making lines up and saying, oh, we can't finish the wall or it didn't get done or somebody else didn't do it. <clears throat> but we kind of like it. We like the wall open. We like it. people coming over. We want them. That's them. That's the Democrats. They're in charge. It's on their books. Have you seen that uh, recent video of, uh, I think it was a Fox News reporter interviewing a illegal immigrant from Mexico? He just ask, ask him questions. And he's like, so what do you think about uh, the border? He's like, uh, yeah, we just we just came across. He's like, so do you think <laughs> you do for real? He's like, I so love your Mexican. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to try that. Pro- your cultural <laughs> appropriation there. Spot he's on. like, so do you think that the border is open? He says, yeah, like, we're just coming over every day. What do you mean? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Mr. George. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> How much did you pay the new guy? Yeah, Mr. George. $20? $20? That is, that is too much money. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's let's check out this this last video here. I forget what these are. This couldn't have happened without every single one of you. And that's in the literal sense in the Senate. Every single one was required because the other team didn't want to play. And all our distinguished guests, CEOs, advocates, activists, thank you for joining us. And what a great day. Exactly four weeks ago today, I signed the Inflation Reduction Act into law. So have you guys seen that? That that video or that or that clip? No. Is this not the administration in a nutshell where he's talking about signing the Inflation Reduction Act and how great of a day it it is? As the Dow ticker in the bottom right corner is down thirteen hundred points. <laughs> is that not just the administration in a nutshell? I'm tired of the lies, man. <laughs> I can't watch it. I I can't watch it. I don't. I don't watch any talking heads. I don't watch that, especially at the federal level. At least in state, at the state level, there's still a chance. Mm. You know, I I can't. uh, It's like you're a masochist if you watch that shit stuff. (laughs) What else? True. Do you want do you want to be lied to by the ringleader of the clown circus for hours on end? No, I think I'll go take on this project. I just don't want to. I know it's a fucking circus. It's yeah, so dumb. I only watch this stuff for enough just to see clips that we can rant about. Because <laughs> right. other than I that, mean, I'm with you. I'm like, I cannot. I can't even watch Fox Fox News. 
No, it's tough. Drives me crazy. It's tough. I don't watch any. You know, people ask me all the time, "Don't you watch this conservative person?" This, I can't. I. Not only do they have, in my opinion, the wrong opinion half the time, even if they're conservative, they talk about it with such like a confidence and like that the uh, such surety that it's like you have no no humility you have no idea like you're talking mm. like I, I just get so frustrated even with those so-called conservative talk show people i just can't do it yeah yeah i feel it man i mean the the biden administration is the epitome of mm. uh political idiocracy you know that's they take the cake and in his case it's the ice cream yeah, go ahead. Go get yourself a Sunday. Go fall off your bike. Go blame Russia. Yeah, whatever. You know, Russia, I heard he uh, bought a gag. He he, uh, he moved to Michigan. I oh, saw that he? in the news. Yeah, just yeah, because yeah. oh, he's 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 from South South Bend, he's, right? He's the mayor of South Bend, right? Well, yeah. Now he's the Secretary of Commerce. Trans- uh, transportation. I think it's either that's it. Transportation. <laughs> well, it's better right. than old Jenny. Who with the bicycles? That's yeah. all I, I just. I heard the when I heard that the roads were racist. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was that was a new one. You right. know, because I mean, I know it's a blacktop, but like, dude, it'll be okay. You can get different <laughs> concrete. They're not racist. <laughs> all right. So you can relax. <laughs> I think I'm bringing this full cir- circle here, you know, with a little life topic at the end. And I had no idea. I was just thinking about about this earlier. But especially with what you were saying earlier, Nick, how there's always those segments, the Democrats or not even Democrats, people who don't agree with you. If they have a majority, they always try to figure out the way to segment themselves apart from you. That that way they can just continue doing their agenda. And I feel like we've totally lost the importance of facing adversity in life. Every time that someone's wronged, uh, they they want to say that it's racist or misogynistic or homophobic. They want to, whatever term fits however they feel in the moment, they want to blame someone. Versus just facing adversity. And the thing that I think is great is I saw a quote from Becky Harmon. Some reporter asked her a question. She's an NBA coach, uh, part of San Antonio Spurs. And he was asking something about uh, why San Antonio Spurs. And she's like, you know what? No one else has ever given me a shot. I'm a female coach in a a men-dominated league. But, you know, I don't look for what people are or aren't doing. I just take whatever my my – my uh, opportunity is and I make the most of it. Like what if everyone just took a little cute, uh, humility, like you said, uh, Nick with some of those guys, they don't, everyone wants to stand on their high, high horse and rant about how terrible the world is or whatever. Cause it is terrible. It's pretty people. I'm right. <laughs> right. But like, <laughs> how would you guys de- describe the importance of having, adversity or facing adversity well uh the good ideas are supposed to win out but there's no competition of ideas there's no there's the value of diversity comes from the competition of ideas but if there's no competition what's the value in it Mm mm-hmm I think, you know, I look at, you know, kids growing up today and, you know, that you hear the, like, they, the younger generation, oh, they're soft, they're soft. I don't know if they're soft. I just, I think they set themselves up where they don't enjoy and understand the value of adversity, you know, where I'm sorry, you're not everybody's a winner. You have to work hard to win. And this idea that you could shelter, like, there needs to be a transition time from you know four or five six years old you know to understand like yeah hey you're participating oh it's fun you're having a good time but then part of like having a really good time is working hard to be 
great at what you're doing so that you can be the best. So you can reach that top. So it's worth it. And I just don't, I don't think we have a culture set up like that in America. And you're seeing it uh, play out decade after decade after decade that, uh, you know, kids are being raised missing that fundamental understanding that life is not all roses. To me, I don't want to put it all on the kids or, or even the parents. Our society has lost our sense, our, our values, our morals as a society. Like, this has been how many turnings of generations that we've just kept going down the wrong path or kept choosing the life of excess and glorifying the life of excess and the, the you know, mentally, or I won't get into that, but this is... This isn't just them, and this isn't just their parents. This is just a road that we're humans. We're frail. It is a human thing to be in the position we're in, and nobody wants to nut up and you know show some grit and make the change. It doesn't matter if it's Republicans or Democrats at this point, Amen. especially Agreed. at the federal level. Sometimes, like I said, you can save a state or a locality, but it's... Uh, but then they, but then they ship them to Martha's Vineyard. Mm. <laughs> so awesome! I I'm waiting for the parade. I thought that was a you know aren't they about diversity? Martha's Vineyard is getting diverse. I heard. I thought there would be like front page news and like a party for the Democrats and the the concern you know the talking points. I thought they would love that. Didn't you see that, Chad? That they yeah. ship the yeah yeah. But wasn't that DeSantis? Think, yeah. DeSantis so flew up to some illegal aliens uh, to uh, Martha's Vineyard, dropped off 50 of them on the, on the, you know, the very wealthy elitists. I think Barack Obama lives up there. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And and didn't the mayor uh, declare a humanitarian crisis? Yeah. Like for 50? You've got 50 people who crossed the border <laughs> illegally and got dropped off here? Ron DeSantis. Play it. Yeah, is under play fire that. for using taxpayer dollars to organize flights of asylum seekers to Martha's Vineyard. The backlash comes <laughs> as the Democratic governor of California, Gavin Newsom, is asking the Justice Department to pursue kidnapping charges against Republican governors who are sending migrants to Democratic-run cities. Kidnapping. Is Elaine <laughs> is in Martha's Vineyard. This is the 48 asylum seekers mainly from Venezuela landed in Martha's Vineyard Wednesday afternoon aboard two planes oh. from Texas and organized by this Florida's nice Republican place. Governor Ron DeSantis. <laughs> Luis Fonseca says he left Venezuela to look for a better life for his three children who were still there. You got it now. He didn't know. He yeah, right. Martha's they told me there was a work opportunity, he says. We were going to a city, but we ended up staying here. Democratic Massachusetts State Representative Dylan Fernandez called the move by DeSantis disgusting. Ron DeSantis is a coward. <laughs> Only a coward uses women and children for their own political gain. Today, Governor oh, DeSantis defended the flights, <laughs> paid through a $12 million taxpayer-funded initiative. We take what's happening at the southern border very seriously, unlike some and unlike the President of the United States. The move follows similar steps taken by Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Today, about 100 migrants from Texas were dropped off near the vice president's Naval Observatory residence. So far, Abbott has bussed over 10,000 migrants to New York, Chicago, and Washington, D.C. Mayors in those cities called the actions political and shameful. In South Florida, a group of Venezuelan Americans criticized DeSantis. We demand him to stop using our pain, our suffering, and our desperation for his political gains. That's crazy. Yeah, don't, if you don't want to the place in the country, you jerks. Yeah. If you don't want to get shipped off somewhere else, don't come into a country illegally. Hey, you know the crime it. right there? They should be. Cut the video. The crime right there is so low. Like, they should be super happy they're yeah. there. And they're going to some... affluent, the, one of the most uh, affluent places on the entire planet. Yeah. You should be able to get 
a whole lot of chicken there. I mean, that's like the best destination for him, wouldn't it be? But hey, kidnapping, kidnapping charges. Right. I think no, we're I love redefining what kidnapping means now. It might be like an insurrection. Definitions. You and your definitions. Words. Instead of deported, wow. we call it kidnapping. <laughs> you were kidnapped. All right, guys. Hey, awesome show. Nick, thanks for coming on. Pleasure having you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, Nick, nice to meet you. And if there's anything I can you do for you, you let me know. I'm right down the street from you in a little bit. I mean, closer yeah, than a little bit. He is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck with the race. Thank you. Fan- fantastic. Well, Commander Dayton, our show is back, back on, right? Handmaid's Tale? I don't know. Is it out? I thought it started yesterday. Well, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Under his eye. Under his eye, Commander. <laughs>